Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Friends Podcast, man. Thank you so much for joining us. And if it's your first time, thank you for coming through. We appreciate you. I'm here with my co-host. What's up? It's Jermaine. And my name is Rod, and this is the Friends Podcast. Make sure you check us out. We're streaming everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Also, make sure you check out our socials, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, at the Friends Pod. Make sure you check us out. We're going to be coming out with new merch. Uh, a new live show and things going on. Uh, so be on the lookout for all that. Check, Keep your notifications on. Yes, sir. Check us out. Check us out. So usually me, Rod, and Jermaine will chop it up about different topics that we want to talk about for the week or for the episode. But today we got a very special guest in the building. So go ahead and introduce yourself. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Hef Banks, formerly known as D. Rally from Chicago, Illinois. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Well, welcome. Welcome to the podcast, man. We excited to have a good conversation with you today. Thank uh, you for having me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's kind of get into it how we always do, man. Uh, let's talk about our weeks this week. Uh, what's been going on with you, Rod? Uh, this week, I had to chin on my barber, man. Same. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had to get a cut today because I'm going to uh, check out the fight later on with uh, Javante versus... King Ryan, so I had to get straight. And all my other barbers, they said they were busy and they had other things going on. I don't know what was going on, mm. but I was like, "Yeah, I need, I need this done right now." So, and how do you feel about it? I mean, it's smooth, but it ain't him. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cool. Like, but I ain't gonna be looking as crazy as I was, so I ain't tripping too bad on it. So, what you, what you, what you feel on that, Have Banks? Uh, same. Uh, I'm not pleased with the cut I received. That's why I have on my hat. Uh, sorry, sorry, Barbara. Uh, but as far as my week, uh, my week is uh, doing pretty well. Uh, I have a dog now. I'm a dog dad. Ooh. So, um, what kind hitting. of dog? I have a, a pit, pit bull, a girl, human. And um, I'm uh, getting the, like the yard, my yard together for it. Getting the fence built, so that's what like that's what I've been doing. Okay, I need all the details on the dog. Like, how old was the name? Okay, her name is Six. Ooh, uh, Six. Yep, yeah, Six Miss Six. Uh, she's eight months, and uh, right. that's my baby. She's a sweetheart. She's gray and white. She's a blue nose. It's my baby. Dog dad. Yeah. Can you leave the house? Can you leave the house with her? Like, still there? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's a great dog. Like, um, the narrative and the stigma behind those dogs, very much not true. She's like the complete opposite of, you know, what they say she's she she is or she's supposed to be. Are you training her? Or are you like, yo, I got some, a friend who can train dogs? Like, I'm training her myself. Me and okay. my me and my girlfriend, we're doing it together. And nice, nice. And this is like going really well. It's like. The hardest part was like the early stages, maybe when she was two or three months. But mm-hmm. now it's just like smooth selling everything. It's, we're in a group. I had um, a German Shepherd puppy for like two weeks back in high school, which is a horrible idea to get a puppy in high school. And the hardest part was trying to train her because I'm just like not a disciplinarian. So right. after like two weeks, I was like, no, this dog is about to to run me. Uh, right. So when I was younger, I had a um, Siberian Husky. Um, with a blue eye and a brown eye. And like, I went through uh, hell and high water trying to learn how to train a dog, you know? So I was young, you know, I'm a little older now. So, you know, 
everything comes with experience. So, like I said, we were smooth sailing. Yeah, having a puppy is legit like having a baby. It's yes, the same thing. Even now, like with her being eight months, she's like, she doesn't realize how big she is, so she still wants to come lay in my lap. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and I'm like looking at her like, I know this is uncomfortable for you. I'm fine, but I know this is uncomfortable for you, so. You all been dealing with it that way. Jermaine, what's been going on with you this week? Anything, uh, anything new with you? You know, the highlight of my week was I got lemon drop drunk this week. I've been mm. really trying to chill on the alcohol. I really have. But man, I, I had a rough week. A couple lemon drops, that'll solve everything. What's that? Just like vodka lemonade or something like that? No, you know I'm not a vodka girl. So I do it tequila lemon drop. Mm. Uh. Tequila always. You know, it's a bad night if I'm I'm on vodka. Bad night. That's how I feel about tequila. Like, shit, that should have made me violent. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really like ready to fight somebody off the tequila. Yeah, you never never would mess with my uh, my Jose back in the day. That Jose Cuervo is foul. <laughs> that shit is foul. But uh, let's go ahead and get it. No, for real, the worst. Let's go ahead. What's your uh, drink of choice? Uh, right now, what what have I been drinking lately? I've been drinking tequila lately. So uh, here at Dora, uh, here at Dora, Casamigos, okay. anything tequila, honestly. Mm -hmm. No Patron. Mm. Yeah, Patron. That's your Terramana. Yeah, uh, the yeah, Rock, yeah. the Rock brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's smooth. That's yeah, like my favorite right now. Um, mm. Codigo, if you can find it, it's also fire. I know. You know, LeBron James, the Lobos, I think it's 1017 or something like that. Oh, I tried yeah. it. That's really good, too. Oh, man, that shit made me throw up. Oh, wow. It was smooth, but it, it was too smooth. Like, it, it had me acting. Right, right, right. It was like, like extremely smooth. But the taste wasn't like, it was just, eh. right. it didn't have, right. like, have, have like those good notes of flavor. Right. Like, right. that you would expect, like, from some like better tequilas for me. How did I miss that LeBron had a tequila? I definitely need to put that on my list. Yeah, he actually had like a um, little like soft party for here in Chicago. I forget the venue that it, that it was at, but I got a chance to go. You know, me and my girlfriend, we went together. And, you know, we get to taste it. So it was pretty cool experience. So Was he there? Nah, I wish. I, wish. I was praying he was going to be there. I, was pray I prayed on it. I'm not gonna lie. If he was there, you really would have talked to him, been like, yo, like big fan. You know, like so like honestly, like um, I'm fortunate to have like family members like who's been somebody to the world. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't have a problem with, you know, going and try to introduce myself or you know, just hey Brian, you know, appreciate what you did for the league, you know, the example you set for a young black man, you know, stuff like that. It's easy to say that. That's real. I just, you know, if it was me, like, I would just try to figure out, like, what would I even say to him past that? <laughs> of course, you'd be like, yo, I fuck with your, I fuck with your hooping. Right. What's next, though? Like, where Brian right. at? I, right. I really, I really, I really want to say something like, man, get a left hand, but <laughs> no, no. that might be extreme. <laughs> I might be. If I was to bring up some disrespectful, I'd probably say, so why you always be crying? Like, mm -hmm. like, every, like, after every call, like, you mad after every time? Like, what, what's wrong with you? I'm not disrespecting Brian to his face. Mm -mm. <laughs> There's not much you can really say about it, about right. it for real. It's like, right, you're going to bring up only a couple criticisms, for real. Mm -hmm. right. I ain't going to lie. Plus, I'm, plus I'm a diehard Bulls fan, so. For real? Yeah, it's easy. Okay. Oh, so it's Mike over uh, 
I'm going oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Man. What would it take? I always though? be wondering. What would it take? I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, um, honestly, uh, they both great, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? And they both great in their, like, in their own respective ways. You know, like LeBron is like, you know, like you said, he got shades of magic. So he wants to dominate, but also get his team in the game. You know, then you got, you know, the Jordan way. I'm going to get it done myself. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of us like, just like to, uh, like the way, I, I don't know, like, I'm just speaking for myself, really. I just like the way Jordan carried himself. And plus, like, 30 years Jordan later, we're still talking about himself. Yeah, yeah I, I love the way like, Jordan carried himself. Like, the killing mentality, like, I love that. Like, like on the court. you gotta have it. Oh, like, on the court, saying? okay. Yeah, on the court, yeah, yeah. Off the court, yeah. I thought he was a, he don't got, like, the best. Like, right, that's why I said, like, I, I, is, like, I appreciate what, like, the, like, like, the role model LeBron has been like for, for everybody. No, no trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like been like a role model for excellence. You know what I'm saying? In a sense. Most definitely. But somebody like LeBron who is good on the court and off the court, like I feel like how can you compare uh, a Jordan to someone like LeBron? But, but, but see, like even now, like, like, okay, let me ask you a question. Do you think like, 20 years from now, kids to be wearing LeBron's the way we wear Jordans? Hell no. Yeah, I don't even like Jordans. Clunky ass Jordans. Y'all look stupid. But LeBron's are spaceships, it. though. Them motherfuckers have boats. I don't believe it. Me either. Get you now, some, get you some bronze. I, you know what? Way more comfortable. I, I, I really want a pair of 20s to hoop in. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really do. To hoop in. I really do. You said, you, really you said the word, though. Keyword. We're not wearing see, what, what? See what I'm saying? See <laughs> what Dom Kennedy say? Don't wear LeBrons to the club. Them shits ugly. You know what I mean? See what I'm saying? But um, okay. So Jordan over LeBron. Okay, I can respect that. But let's kind of get into the music, though. Well, actually, before we get into the music, I kind of want to talk about you know half banks and just like so you, where you from? Kind of talk about like your upbringing and just kind of like talk about your childhood and everything you kind of went through to make you into who you are today. All right, cool. So uh, I'm Half Banks, formerly known as DU Early. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Chicago, Illinois, uh, the east side, with uh, roots from the west side. Okay. Um, I started with the music. I start, I got into music because of my cousins. I have two cousins in Crucial Conflict. If you guys ever heard of the group? Yeah. Uh, Wild Style and Kilo. Those are my cousins. And I also have a cousin, Danny Boy, who was uh, signed to Death Row. Okay. He was featured on Tupac's I Ain't Mad At You. So uh, I was in the studio early around music, not really knowing where I was or what I was doing, you know, because I was with them. Uh, my, my family has always been close, so it's always been like nothing for me to hang with my older cousins and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, so once I got old enough, I started learning, you know, about what music was, you know, what they did. The uh, blaze, the fight, the weather trail that they set, you know, in the Chicago music scene or and uh, on the world, you know. So, yeah, uh, I was like, man, you know, I played sports. I was good at sports, but it was just like it wasn't, you know, it's like scratching that itch. You know what I'm saying? And like music to me, it's like it's every song is a challenge, and I like fell in love with the challenge. You know, uh, I feel like any artist can make a good song, but only like a select few. On a certain spectrum, where they everything they put out is like you know, even if it's for a time, it's like it's it's that 
You know what I'm saying? So like that's what like really makes me want to do music and has drawn me to music. And like the way like my entire life was set up, I kind of feel like I was made for it. And what I mean by that is like, uh, so I, like I said, I'm from Chicago. I stayed on the block Dante and all of my friends stayed on the next block over, which was Harper. Mm-hmm. It's 12 of us. One has a degree in film. One has a degree in show pro and lighting. One has a degree in audio engineering. Like, so two, <laughs> two more of my friends are photographers. I see one, it, the whole team. You see what I'm saying? And one of my, and two more of them are DJs. Mm. So like, um, and one, he passed, his name was Rico. He was the, the promoter. He had the mouth. He was the mouth. Like he was the guy, like if he was here today, he can walk up to any one of you guys and have an hour long conversation, you know? And like, everybody's just like, if you're from Chicago and you're from our area and around our age, you know him, you know of him and you, you love him. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I'm just looking at all of these things and I'm just like, wow, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's been laid out for me. And once everybody like, you know, kind of realized their role, you know, like every, like everything became easier with doing music. And um, yeah, that's me. So, so far for you, you were talking about how artists create that record for that time. Mm-hmm. You feel like you created that record yet? That's a good question. Uh, I would say, I don't think so. I've created records that have like moments. It's like, uh, okay, one, another thing out of, out of my group of guys that I just mentioned, two more, we, I have a, I'm in the group as well. So I'm a solo artist and I'm in the group. Uh, and we are what's the group Flavor, name? Flavor Gang. Flavor Gang, okay. You know, so. Um, what's the other uh, crew members to shout them out? Uh, Stunning Man Cooley. Big shout out, my boy. Shout out Izzy Sahir. That's my other guy. Shout out my to boys. them. Shout out to my when boy. When did y'all when did y'all start up that? Uh so we so oh I'm sorry. Oh I have another cousin that, that was in crucial conflict as well, the DJ. Okay. His name is Cuba. All right. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. And at one point, at one at one point, Cuba was managing the group. Mm. So uh he would take us, you know, like on tour with the flick. You know, like they would bring us out on their set and perform and stuff like that. Like really getting us acclimated to, you know, the things that they've been through. You know what I'm saying? So like getting our feet wet, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, we did that for a while. And um, let me see. Uh, We did that for a while. And then we, we, like I said, um, the the point I'm trying to make is about moments. Like, so I had, we had a song called Show Out, you know, and it actually became kind of big. We was on 107.5. 92.3. The song was getting played at the Big Jam. I think this was this was a few years ago, maybe three years ago. Uh, the okay. song was getting played at the Big Jam. It was, it's called Show Out. We actually had like it made its way into like a few high schools in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We had kids doing the Show Out challenge. You know, and this so, was like, about like a, how many years ago? Like a couple years ago? Probably, yeah, probably like three years ago. Mm-hmm. So like, like pre-COVID. You know, yes. Yeah. For oh, sure. cool. For sure. So uh, like it was like around like those times and. Like recently, I just did a song on my too early project. It's called uh, Nah N Word. I don't know if we can curse, so I don't want you know curse. Yeah, we can curse. Okay, oh, it's called Nah Nigga. You know, <laughs> produced by uh, Two Sticks, who's also my brother. We grew up together. That's another one of the guys who grew up on the block right behind me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that song like made like had a big moment too. You know, once again, I was on 107.5. 
got an interview, got an interview on 92.3 about the song, you know, and it kind of like, you know, really did its thing. So like, I would say like, that's, that, that song, that song, um, that show time was the, the biggest moment for real. You yeah. Saying? Show out. Yeah, for sure. Show, show out. For out? Sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cause it's like a fun song, you know, dedicated like mm -hmm. for the women, you know, to get out there and move. So did it have like a dance to it? Nah, not really. You know, just show out how you show out. You know, the yeah. dance was whatever the dance, whatever dance you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So like that's what kind of made it like the show out challenge. You know. So so what the girls do? <laughs> they supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, I kind of want to take it all the way back though. So like you know when you was first first really starting to rap like as a solo. Um, so did so. When you first started to rap, was it in Flavor Game? No, nah, I, I actually was a solo artist. So okay. what I was doing was like, oh, when I first started rapping, like I'm a, I, I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but I kind of like, you know, I hold myself to a high standard. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So before I even came out with anything, I was watching the people before me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I learned to like be a real student of the game. Like um, they told me like learn as much as I can, learn how to do as much as I can. That way, you know, like you're not really needy or needy or like needy. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so I produce, I engineer myself. You know what I'm saying? I do my own artwork. You know, I put everything together myself. I send my own email blasters out. You know, like Damn. everything, everything, so, like, everything. Yeah. Money you know shot. You so, learned how to do all that yourself? Yeah, like you know, studying, watching interviews, asking questions. Like, and that's another thing. Like all of out of all of my family, like before me, I don't ask for anything. I ask for knowledge. Yeah. And I feel like they respect that way more than anything that they can do for me. You know what I'm saying? So once they see me like doing my thing or taking the knowledge that they gave me and utilizing it into what I'm doing now, that's when conversations open up even more. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I always took that approach. And you know, like I think like that's one of the things that got me to where I am today. And I was going to ask, like, back in the day, you know, when you was first starting, like, you know, you said, like, people was giving you knowledge, but was they telling you about your bars, like your cousins? Your yeah, 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 for sure. Like, the, the one thing they told me, they was like, you can rap your ass off, but you can't make a song. Mm. They told me that, like, off back. So I was like, so I started looking at artists who people said, like, who, who are good lyricists that don't make good music? So I started going to listen to, like, those type of artists, like um, E-Nest from making a band, Cassidy. <laughs> You know, like for real, like they got his, like, Cassidy got his though. Like he he do, but he got misses too. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm like, all right, cool. Like I understand what you mean. Yeah. You know, like so it, I was using it like like you know like that. I hate to say Cassidy, but you know he's a great legend. You know whatever. Mm -hmm. Got, got misses too for sure. Got got but that was like the like the thing. Like I always had bars and could rap, but I just could never make a good song. Mm -hmm. You know, at, in the beginning, so they was like. You know, put me on, like, yeah, get your shit together. So what you take away when you started, you know, researching and looking at, like, okay, this is what somebody like Cassie did. Like, what did you decide? Like, I want to do different than him. Like, where so, do you feel like he went wrong? So what I what I just started doing was, I, I hate to say dumbing it down, but sometimes less is more. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, what I do is, like, I do me still. I pop my, pop my shit, you know, put my bars in there, but I also make it fun, too. It's everything is not like lyrical here, there. You know, I do have those songs where it's like I pour my heart out on the song, talking about my situations and stuff, you know. But for the most part, I just try to make it 
make fun music, you know, ride music stuff, you know, something for everybody. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. what my, I'm sorry to cut you guys off, but I think that's, if you listen to my project too early, like it's so big, like that's a big record. Like it represents what I mean, but I just try to do all types of music and make it fun. Also lyrical as well. Yeah, getting into like your studio and how you record, what's it like when you record? Do you have like a lot of people in the studio or is it just- I'm right here. Well, where we are now, I wish I can show it's you just guys. Just only you, just like, yeah. and like, you record like, everything? Yeah, I'm, let me see if I can just turn the camera around so you guys can see the space. All right, for the audience, he got his own studio. Uh, he got everything set up. He got the speakers, the, monitors, yep. the monitor, the mics. He got all the equipment there. So he you making the beats and doing all of that, huh? Yeah, but for the most part, like Ali is making the beats to two stick. And the and two early record, project. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but the two, no, no, the two early project it was a collaborative with me. My name was D U Early, Two Sticks, Too Early, we put it together. Mm. And the entire project is oh. produced right now. Okay, okay. That's what's up. So like you mixing and mastering everything, all that? Yep, for sure. Everything. Talk about that process though, because that's something I, I make beats, you know, myself. And like I think that's probably the hardest part, just getting the levels right and getting everything to sit in the mix, you know, as, as good as possible. But so talk about like you learning about that and like how long it took you to like Man, it took me forever. Like yeah. uh like I said, I was fortunate enough to have a friend, you know, who went to full sale and got a degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, like you are a fool if you sit around people who have knowledge about things and don't pick up on it. Mm -hmm. Like, are you a fool? There's no other way to put it. You know what I'm saying? So watching them, learning, you know, like him and from, from our guy, Nietzsche, that's the, the guy who has a degree in film, you know, shoots, shoots the videos and stuff for us. So like he does engineering as well, you know, so I just really sat back and watched, you know, and, and asked questions like if I really wanted to know something, hey, bro, how you do this? Like, you know, I don't. I'm a, I'm always searching for knowledge, always, especially about the music and, you know, because it's changing up in our face, you know, especially to right now, you know, it's like it's been moved completely from away from what it was five years ago. So, uh, like, like I said, I'm always searching for knowledge and just trying to figure out ways to be better. And like I, I figure like if I cut costs on recording, artwork, beats, I can put that money into promotion. Mm -hmm. Where do you see so, music going to? Like what's, you know, what's the really, sound that you think it's gonna be next? I don't know. I don't know. But what I will say is this: it's so many subgenres of like hip hop today. You know, like I, I believe like there's a lane for everybody because you know, like yeah. you got your Benny the Butchers, then you got the Yeats, then you got your Roddy's. You know what I'm saying? Then you got your Dirk. So it's like it's. I feel like the good part about music and it's like everybody has a lane. You know, it's wide open. Like I feel like it's no age limit on music anymore. Like that's what I, that's how I truly feel. Can we kind of talk about that? I want to talk about because you mentioned Lil Dirk, and I was kind of curious since you are from Chicago. Like, you know, like what's the state of Chicago music now? Because you know, Chicago niggas started to wave. You know, this whole drill wave that's been, you know, like still bubbling up in New York, and then Jacksonville got their drill. Memphis kind of got drill. Like. Kind of talk about the like how that felt back then, and then just like kind of what's the state of Chicago music, you know, right you now. You know, like what's crazy is like Chicago is very big, but it's very small as well. Mm. Like I hate to say that, but it's like uh, 
Like I grew up about a mile away from O Block. OV, that's further east. Like so O Block is um, basically like off King Drive, then you got cottage, and then almost I'm by Stony. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like I said, about a mile away from mm-hmm. O Block. And the crazy part about it is like most of the rappers, the shooters, you know, like we all grew up playing sports together first. Yeah. Before this the game banging was a thing. But as I'm as I've gotten older, I realize it's a Chicago cycle. You know what I'm saying? Because everything is broken off into sections. You know, even with like the races, like different races. Like you like for instance, like if I'm going to a certain area in Pilsen, I know that area is dominated by Mexicans. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Or if I go to a certain area uh over east, I know that it's Polish people in this area. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, you know, it's it's a melting pot, but it's like everything is not mixed. So it's like certain things I feel like, like I said, it's a cycle is gonna always continue to happen because of the way it's set up. You know what I'm saying? So uh the drill wave, like watching it happen, we didn't know like what was going on. Like, for instance, like uh when Chief Keith first started like bubbling, mm-hmm. like we was like, like. Is is he really getting as many views in a day? Like, is, <laughs> yeah. this, is this really going on? Like, like I, I remember at one point, like the Chicago blogs, they thought uh, he was doing so many views in a day. They thought like uh, the views were bought. Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like to like, and then like to to watch Sharice, you know, Louis, you know, Rocky, YP, you know, people like them like get deals and stuff. It's like, wait a minute, like. We really started something, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it's like looking back on it, like even the producers, like Seasick, you know, like it's beautiful to watch the things that they were able to do coming from. I want to stop. I want to stop you right there for a moment. So right then, when uh, Chief Key broke through, what was the talk like then? Because it seemed like everybody from Chicago wanted to come out with their own drill after Chief Keith. Do you know, like. I, I think it was just like that to the outside because like some of the names I mentioned got signed around the same time as Chief Keith. Like and they although they might not be as big as Chief Keith is to the world, they still were great artists. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I said, it was like it it was a different slew of artists that got signed as well. And like it was it was to be honest, like the, the vibe in the city, that was one of the best times because everybody felt like we all had a shot. Mm-hmm. Like every artist, like especially around that time, like uh, if, if you guys are familiar with uh, Facial Drive, like yeah. that was like the number one. If you was an artist at that time, and like that was that was one of my problems. Like that's what made me start feeling for knowledge. I was making that website, getting write ups by Andrew, not knowing how big the website was. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, so like they had to come tell me, like, do you know who just posted you? I'm like, no, oh, like I see it, but I don't really understand what's going on. Yeah. So then, so once I started diving deep into Facial drive, that's when I started finding out about Chance, you know, Alex Wiley, you know, like artists like that. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like, and those are completely different artists from Chief Keith who all started bubbling, you know, really started taking off around that time. So that's yeah. why I said, like, the vibe in the city was like, if you was I think artist, of them as like a, a lot later, though. Like, the yeah, they Chance, was, the but what I'm saying is, like, if you know, if you know, like, and you're in tune with the Chicago music scene, they were there then. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like their time. So early like, days. Right. They were, they, they there, were there. But they weren't sure. as known. They, they the wasn't. That's that's what I'm saying. So like the point I'm making is like if you were an artist in the city, right? What Chief mm-hmm. Keith, Dirt, and all of them did, it made you work. It made you, you know, 
I feel like because you saw the possibility. Exactly, I feel like that 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 put pushed pushed him through. Like it was motivation. Like if you if you are a person who truly wants to succeed and see other people do well, what they did didn't do anything but motivation. Yeah, and I think sometimes too it's hard when you're from you know cities that aren't the coast. Like I feel like folks in like L.A. and New York and now Atlanta, you feel like you could get on, but in a lot of the the midwestern cities, southern cities, it felt like. Well, then you can only get so big in this city. You know, you yeah. really can't be national. You can't be international. Nobody really makes it out. So I think just seeing that one person kind of break through inspires other people to realize, like, oh, shoot, other people mess with this sound, too. Right, for sure. And then, like, to see, like, the effect he had on the world afterwards. It's like, mm -hmm. like all wow, these years like, later, all these years later, still, you know, like, and like, it's dope to see, you know, because it was authentic. It was he was just being himself. Like it yeah. wasn't a gimmick. It was literally mm -hmm. like this: how we was living, this how you know we was brought up, and he was hey, a kid. taking the lead, right? You know, yeah. like I can recall an interview. Like they asked him how old he was. He said he was three hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it don't get no more authentic than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Obla, you feel me? So I'm curious. Uh, so you mentioned at the beginning that you're from the east side of the east side of Chicago, but you have. Roots on the west side too, mm -hmm. and so I'm curious. Like in Detroit, for example, mm -hmm. you know, east side and west side have very different reputations. So I'm curious, like, what the east side is known for, what the west side is known for, and what you pull from both sides. So uh, that's that's a great question. So uh, to me, the west side shows more love. It's more unity. Like if it's an issue with anything, it's literally probably over something somebody did wrong you know what i'm saying the east side don't show us as much love but it's like you learn to, to keep your head like on a swivel like you learn like i can't really explain it because it's kind of like the best the east side is kind of like the best of both worlds because you got mansions over east but you also got low income over east as well so it's kind of like you learn both sides of the mm -hmm. fence a little bit you know what i'm saying in Chicago, it's interesting because like neighborhoods are right next to each other. Like you said, you'll yep. see mansions and then yep. like the yep. projects like two blocks yep. over. down. Yep, for sure. For sure, for sure. But like I said, I feel like it gave me a balance. The East Side gave me a balance. I was able to see, you know, like if you do well, this is where you can be. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you know, adjust, this is where you can be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's literally a few blocks away. So like I really got, I really got, I learned like, you know, like my street sense and you know like how to maneuver and keep my head on the swivel over east, out over east and like out west it was just like straight love but don't get me wrong they get grimy out there too but you know for like i said for the most part it's like it's, it's more love for sure out west and they most more close-knit like you think it's a, a comparison between like the hype behind dreams and nightmares and a meek mill and the bitches love Sosa song from Chief Keef. Is that like y'all hype song like that? Any place or any party that song comes on, everyone gets hyped? Nah, for us, the Chief Keef song is Finito. Ooh, that's like, yeah. That, that's, 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 <laughs> that was later that's on. Cool. Yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm just saying, like for Chicago ones, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if I don't care what time in the party, if Finito get dropped, <laughs> it's up. I was about to say in Detroit, I think the same thing. <laughs> That's at least how I would feel if I hear uh, Benito out. Hell yeah. It's up. What's the other uh, Chicago tracks? 
that is up? Uh, hmm. Oh, that's a good question. You know, it, one thing I will say is Chicago, we, we listen to like a lot of artists, like a lot of Southern artists are big here. You know, like mm-hmm. they, they love Money Bag here. You know, like they love Gucci here. Like, you know, they love Wayne here. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's, um, that's, a, um, that's a great question. Like, I really can't even think off the top of my head right now. Like, but like, yeah. I know okay. once Benito get played, it go up. Nah. Kanye, what? <laughs> they probably play some juking, some juking music before Kanye. To be honest, sure. yeah, I was gonna I, say like you mess yeah. with house. Yeah, for sure, house music. Yeah, it go up anytime. Like you know, house music come on for sure. Like I said, I got friends who DJ. I should know this. I should, oh, when they watch it, they gonna be mad at me. But because uh, <laughs> I should know, you know what I'm saying? Like I should know. But uh, house music for sure. Uh, slow jams as well here, like. R and B like mm. as violent as the city, you know, it seems like hey, we love some R and B. Yeah, you guys know. got a strong hustle culture. Strong. For sure. For sure. For sure. I thought you was talking about twist or slow jams. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> that, but that go up too though. That go up too though. For sure. Okay. For sure. That's interesting. Um, but I just I, I want you to talk about like, you know, like continuing on with, you know, talking about drill and chief keef and all that type of stuff, but you know, what do you see the landscape of Chicago music music being like now? Because right now, I mean, Lil Dirt is really he's still, he's still making noise, but right now it's not like super crazy Chicago. Like everybody paying attention to Chicago right now. So I just kind of want to see your opinion on like how you do you feel like if it's in a good spot or not. One thing I will say is like, it's so many talented artists here. Like, man. Like it's, it's and it's like a lot of people like really doing their thing on the low. I yeah. wouldn't even say on the low. Like they, it's a lot of people doing their thing. You know, it's like uh, if I could think of some names off the top of my head, I say uh, like Lil Blessing. I think uh, he was just on okay. tour with G Herbo. He was bringing them out on the set. Okay. Uh, OG Stevo. Like yeah, it's people like like I said, like really doing their thing. And I would I feel like if we get the light again, it's just gonna take one one artist again. You know, like, and once we get the light, it's a lot of people going to break through as well. I truly feel that way. Most definitely. Um, and I do kind of want to ask, you know, we're going to get off to Chicago, for, you know, in a second. But I just want to see, like, did you ever do, was you ever, like, doing drill music and stuff like that? Was that ever, like, your vibe or your music back then? Nah. Like, no, nah, it wasn't really your Nah. Vibe. Okay. Uh-huh. So, like, and that, and I believe, like, uh, that was one of the reasons why I was on Facial Drive. Like, my, what, I think my very first post that I got from Andrew, he was saying like my music was a breath of fresh air because I wasn't talking about drill, wasn't doing drill. That's dope. That's dope. So like what in so like what parts of Chicago do you pull from? You know, and like you said, your cousins, you know, crucial conflict and stuff like that. But what other like what's your inspiration? Uh, the music that you pull from? Just like everybody, like uh and like I have my favorites of course, like artists, you know, that I pull mm-hmm. from as well. But like, like I said, I'm just like a, I love being knowledgeable, very teachable, you know, so like, and I'm very like, I just like love to practice and perfect my craft. So like anything, not anything that I kind of like, like, but if I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, like, how can I do it my way? You know, like I, you know, do it like, do it like that. So basically my style is just like a bunch of people in one. I would say a bunch of people, but just vibes in one. And it's just me. Is there a particular artist whose career you would like to model yourself after? Like maybe not their style, but how they moved. Uh, how they move. Uh, Vince Staples a little bit. Mm. Mm. 
you like uh we do like you know like i seen them in like a i think it was a hyundai commercial yeah he's getting you know money you know what i'm saying like that's different mm-hmm. you know and like he's not like the biggest rapper but you know he's consistent he, he does his thing proper shit and you know like he's secure in like them brand deals you know like that's what yeah i want to do because like to be honest like i like I want to use like I'm, I have a very good eye for talent, and I feel like I have a great ear. You know, especially like when it comes to like beat selection. That's one of my like I pride myself on that. Like I gotta have a good beat. You know what I'm saying? So like my thing is what I really want to do is break through for myself, so I can find other talent and put other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's really my ultimate goal, honestly. So like yes. Yeah, so. Oh my bad. Um, and when it comes to beat selection, since you just mentioned that. So like, what is it that you look for? Is it, do you need the melody to be just right? Is it like, oh, the 808's got to hit crazy? Uh, and you know what? I don't know. It's just something that got to like, it's a feeling like, cause the, the music just started flowing. Like once I had the right beat, like even two six to tell you, like he'll play me about 15 beats. Ah, oh, nah, to the next one right quick, to the next one, to the next one. He'll be sitting over here like with the worst face, like, bruh, like, come on, bro. I just pay, play 15 beats for you. Like, and then I'd be like, that's the one. And then when I say that's the one, you get songs like Luxury, uh, you know, Lil Freak featuring Danny Boy, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, Nan Nigga, you know, stuff like that. And Super Slides. And I'm putting there. together and putting together a project. So, like, what is that process like? Um, is it something where you just record hella songs and then just kind of pick the ones? Or do you, like, I'm going to record uh, 15, I'm going to drop 15? So, because, like, you know, I kind of do everything myself, you know, I like, I try to record every day. So I try to get at least one song a day, at least one. And it sounds not like a good rate, but the way I work, I work to perfection. So like I'm trying to make, I wouldn't say a hit, but I'm trying to make the best song possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not coming back to it. I'm going to finish this song. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This entirety. So uh, I work like that. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I would just say like, that's kind of like my forte, my formula. Wait, but you, you don't, you don't think one song a day, that's a great rate. To me, like that's three hundred sixty-five days. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like so I like and like yeah, that's cool. You know, I was, and then I'm sorry, I, I didn't, I didn't even finish my answer. I try to do a song a day, and then um, I, I try to like come up with pick a you know batch of songs that fit what I'm trying to do at the moment, and then I just pick for my songs. Like you know, and then if I want to add a new one, I do that. Like so, the tape that I released, I think I dropped it last year. All the songs, all the songs except one was two years old. Mm. So all of it was old music. Yeah, what exactly are you working towards? Um, are you working towards more singles or EP or project? So I'm just trying to figure out like a formula, you know, like so what so what I what I've been what I did was I dropped I promoted my tape for a while and then I dropped it and I've just been looking at the data. So like uh I just been seeing like what songs people are vibing with the best, and like that's kind of how I'm gonna construct my next project to fit. The more uh, the songs that they were, the vibes that they were vibing with from the two early projects. How many tracks you think that'll be? Like five. Wow. I'm gonna do like a couple of five, four or five EPs mm-hmm. in a row, just to get music out and keep you know. For like videos and, like and everything like that. Yeah. So like yeah. So yeah. And even with that, like going back to my tape, like before I even announced the date, I had five videos shot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I shot, I think two in LA, two in Atlanta, one in Chicago. No, stuff like so that. I want to I go into like this different segment and uh, we're going to bring up a few of your like tweets and stuff. 
Oh, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were checking out your Twitter. And, that's um, horrible. I don't think Twitter serious at all. Yeah. <laughs> we just wanted to uh, bring up a couple and just get your broader <laughs> thoughts on it. Okay. All right. So the first one we got here that we had saw, it's almost free the cheeks weather. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> oh, but but you what? But you, I have an interesting story. You want me to explain? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So boom. All right. So remember, I was telling you, it's an um, basically it's twelve of us. You know what I'm saying? Eleven. Mm-hmm. One one passed away. So what we all when we all figured out our roles. He said we're gonna start throwing parties at Playhouse CNT. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we all start coming together, you know, collectively, you know, to invite our friends outside of our circle together to throw parties. And, yeah. and one of our friends, he got arrested. And um, so we didn't want us to have a party. So we didn't, we was trying to think of a party theme to help raise money to get him out. Mm-hmm. So, but we didn't want to put like a Free him party. So we was like, what could we do? So we that's so we we, we named the party Free the Cheeks. Uh, a wow. dedication to free Izzy. That's right. It was Izzy. Right? So free, dedication to Izzy. So like that was, and that was actually on the cover. So um two of my guys, Nishi and Jack, these are the uh, for, this is a videographer and a photographer. They just they just got a photo studio with an event space. So you know, we're gonna throw another free the cheeks party in the event space. So so, you know, well, how, how do you song. feel about that? <laughs> how do I feel about it? No, the dude, like you said, free him. Oh, you know, that's our boy. He, hey, he got him out. He loved it. Dude, that's what matters. <laughs> yeah, we freed my boy. That's what matters. The so it's like, it. so like, because it worked, it's like we, we couldn't throw away the thing. We couldn't throw it away. We had to. We had to. <laughs> wow. That's a great story behind that, though. Because it really yeah. just seemed like you just tweeting, like you were just on Twitter one day, like, all right. Sure. <laughs> and I do do that on Twitter sometimes. I just be tripping, you know. All right. So what's the okay? This next one here. This A lot of you niggas are, are strong black women. <laughs> All right. Break it down. Break that one down. <laughs> Simple. You know, they act like females. You know, act like too many men act like women. Strong black women. Gotta give it to him. Do the women have like men sometimes too? That like you feel like it's switching sometimes? Like it's, for sure, mm. for sure. Yes. Did you see something that day that just made you be like, you know what? Now I gotta get this tweet off. Yeah, I can't say that though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he you. gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> can't say that. All right, so yeah, yeah, we, sure. we we gonna make the, we gonna make this the last one. All right, so. <laughs> Well, this this is hilarious. There's a lot of good ones though. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I was gonna say. I hope you pick the. I hope you pick the one I'm thinking of. You better pick the right one. Oh man. Well, there was the essence. There was something like, "I love love, especially back love." There's if no only, no words to say. Wait, if we're only doing one more, I think we need to do the one that's after that. Let's do that. Okay, one. go ahead. Let's do that. One. Go ahead and introduce. Let's, let's, let's get let's get right to it. Um, okay, so this one also had no context. It was 
This man ain't never zooty on himself at the club. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, oh. oh. y'all killing me here. I love it though. I love it. this. Is amazing. <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, remember the guy who went viral at the club for uh, Dookie in the in the club. <laughs> no. No. What you guys didn't see that? No. What? Uh, so um, <laughs> it was the guy. He was going viral because of him, uh, he shitted himself in the section of the club. In a- so. It was like all over the internet, guys. Like I don't not know how you missed it. Like I don't, I don't know how you missed no, it. No, this must like, have been on some Chicago algorithms because uh, probably so, probably so. And so, like they after like I, I watched the video and I just see him standing in the corner with a coat <laughs> over him, like, in front of him, you know, with the worst look on his face ever. And they and so people recorded him like he ain't never just shit in the club. They got their phones out like, oh my god, he shit it, he shit So I was like, so instead of saying. <laughs> Instead of saying Dookie, you know, you know me being who I am, you know, silly, you know, I'm like he ain't never Dookie on himself. That's how they came about. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Shit, this was hilarious. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I ain't gonna lie, cause I was scrolling through your Twitter, just la- like I was really, like really laughing though, cause that's a crazy situation. Oh my god! Oh my Jesus! Oh. Y'all got me hot over here, man. That that was amazing. I didn't even realize, like my friends tell me, like I need to tweet more, but like I don't take them serious though. Oh, we could have done like a whole half an hour segment <laughs> on just your tweets. We had a lot stacked up. We had a lot. Oh my god! Can we do one more? <laughs> I, I guess I really like this, so like I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking. With it. Yeah, let's do one. I want to do one more. We can do one more. Yeah, let's do one more. Um, <laughs> this one. Um, I don't know. I just thought this was funny. <laughs> you said. <laughs> you said. <laughs> I can't even. I don't know if I can read this shit. You said, motherfucker said the weather feel good today. Not feel, but feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. All right. Okay. Okay. So, boom. All right. One of my things on Twitter is like, uh, I, I always say, like, motherfucker said, but it really be me saying it. You know what I'm saying? So, I never incriminate myself. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I was saying, like, you know, like, uh, out west for sure is like a big pop, pill popping culture. And, like, it really comes, a, comes around a lot in the summertime. So, I was like, instead of it, it feel good outside, it feel good outside. You know, so, like, you know, it's, it, feel good, it feel good enough to pop a pill outside. Like that's where that tweet came. Okay, I was thinking a totally different way. I thought somebody had another word. Like, you don't know how to say feel. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. Do you feel like y'all got the best lingo? Like Chicago. No, I feel like I got, I have the best lingo. Like for sure. Like my friends call me the lingo lord for sure. Your lingo from Chicago, though, right? But you feel like your like individual lingo yeah. is like yeah, my individual lingo, like yeah, like me and my friends can have a conversation, and you guys wouldn't understand nothing. See, that's why we had to ask you about the tweets, because we were like, okay, I feel like 
there's either it's uh, some Chicago slang we aren't hip to or yeah some. So yeah, I like so like the girl like that we had saw that one was hilarious. <laughs> the one about the girl. Um, Do you remember what he it said? I hate, he said, I hate when blah, blah, blah. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Uh, this one might, oh, no, this one might be, we might have this one out, but um, he said, uh, he said, oh, he, oh, he said, hate seeing niggas bitches. <laughs> hate seeing niggas bitches. Is that the one you're talking about, right? I think so. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, I don't know if you want to break that one down, but uh, come said, on. He, he said, you said four words, hate seeing niggas bitches. Hate seeing niggas bitches. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it means. Right. I hate seeing so, other niggas bitches. Like, you know? Okay. Why? Why, like, I don't know, they look Be, bad? Being weird. Or, uh, yeah, being weird. Like, mm-hmm. It's a Chicago thing. You know, like, you know how you got the same, the same girls and stuff like that? Like, don't be with your man. Why you outside? Uh, mm. That's what you meant. Got you. Okay. No, that's real. Okay. Damn. But that concludes the Hef Banks tweets uh, segment. <laughs> I think that was super dope. Great tweets. Great tweets. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, yeah. it. Absolutely. Um, so let's kind of get, you know, wrap this up and, you know, kind of get into, you know, more about the music. So, um, what what can we expect in the future? So I know you was talking about like the EPs and stuff like that. Uh, videos going crazy, but do you want to like what do you see in the future for yourself with this rap shit? Uh, you know, so like this is like this is how I truly feel. You know, I feel like rapping is like music in general. Like trying to make it, it all comes down to like getting in the rooms, getting in the right rooms, and getting around the right people. And it's like every time I get in the like rooms or around the right people, it's like I always come back. Like, man, you dope, you dope, you this, you this. You just need to get the right eyes on you. So that's really what I'm just working towards right now, getting the right right eyes on me. And what really opened my eyes to that was me being, I went to Atlanta for the first time. I went to the, like, it was like, guys, this, this was the process, literally. I went to, I booked the flight to Atlanta. I said, I'm going to go record at Shooty's X. I'm like, I'm going to get the head engineer. At the, I don't know if he's still there, but the head engineer at the time was Shotty Fresh. You know, that's a bankroll fresh producer. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, I'm just mm-hmm. going to get in here. I'm going to pop my shit on the song and I'm going to see where it's taking me. You know, so I had mm-hmm. the studio. We booked like a six, eight hour session, but it was three of us sharing the, the time. It was three, it was me and three other guys sharing the time. So we all got two hours a piece. So for the first six hours of the session, Shotty Fresh said nothing. Mm. He All he said was, you done? You good? You know, everything cool. So I'm so it was my turn to record. The first song I did was uh it's called Bought It All. I actually released it on streaming platforms under the name D Hugh Early. And once I did mm-hmm. that song, he started talking, you know, and by the by the time I it was my 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 by the time my time was up, he was following me on IG. I had his email, he had did a collab beat with my producer two six. So I was like, this is like in two hours, you know what I'm saying? So like and yeah. after even before we left, it was like other producers there and other like the A and R from TRU, the real university, Big Southside. Mm-hmm. I left with a follow from him as well. We was talking back and forth from the DM. So I was like, wow, like that, like I said, just me getting the right rooms, I feel like mm-hmm. it's gonna get me to where I need to go. Now I was gonna ask, um, you know, kind of you know, off of that. So, you know, within your future, do you see something? You know, in media, because I know you mentioned Vince Staples, and one thing I like about Vince Staples is like he's very opinionated, and he 
I like hearing his opinion on things. You know, I feel like he kind of think a little bit differently with some certain things. But do you sure. see that in the future for you, where it's like, oh, I'm gonna be a talking head, you know, maybe for 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 the best for NBA or uh, know, I would say I would say that. But like one thing I have realized is like people do gravitate towards me, and you know, like once I feel comfortable, like you know, I'm kind of you know silly and like fun to be around. So I just like was trying to figure out like I'm in the process of figuring out like how can I use that. You know, how can I use that to, like, spread, you know, positivity, you know, a hustler's mentality, you know, all of that in one. You know what I'm saying? So I figure out, I figure, I feel like me continue, continuing to build on the things that I'm building on and me thinking the way I think and putting, like, even, like, the way I move, I move with all my guys' intent. And, like, like how would this move affect, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of my guys, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I feel like me having that mentality, like, I'm going to eventually figure it out. I always do. So I'm gonna wrap it up with this question here. What's the pros and cons of being a a rapper for you? The cons start with the cons. Like it's a lot of people. Like I would say I'm a very popular person, but like my presence off the internet is way bigger than it is on the internet. So it's like I wish I can like be at more events. You know, like spend more time with like people that you know, like just kicking the time. Mm-hmm. But I like the pros is like you know. Not having that kick in the time, like, keep me out, out of a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, and keep me focused. And, like, I'm always, I would say doing something. And I would say I'm always doing something big. But, like, when people ask me, they ask me, like, man, do you have a, you, you sign, right? You sign to a management. And I'm like, nah, like, they can't believe I'm doing everything by myself. So, like, that's why I only try to record one song a day. Because I'm thinking ahead on album covers. You know, art covers. You know what I'm saying? Like, how I'm going to put this promo plan together like who like what pr people am i going to invest with to push this product out you know what i'm saying so like yeah so you only make like one song a day you don't have like a time where like sometimes i I do more you know like 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 sometimes yeah sometimes Mm -hmm. i do like more than one song but like at the minimum it's like at least one song a day like what about like what complete song what about like features or anything like that do you uh typically do features or are you yeah. looking for um, yeah, other sure. people I'm, or artists to jump on? Like, yeah. what do you, what are you looking for in in, in that time type? Yeah. Of, I, uh, I actually aspect. got like, that's why I said like my catalog is so big. I got features with like a lot of people like just sitting waiting till I want to put them out. I got features with uh backwood Jones. You guys ever heard of him? Or well, he was, he, he went by the name YP. I think he was signed to like Atlantic at one point in time, Atlantic Republic at one time. Okay. I'm going to uh, check that I got a, Feature with him, uh, Young Gibbs. He was uh, he was uh, rotating with Freddie Gibbs a long time ago, probably like probably like seven years ago. But he was okay. like, uh, I got a feature with this uh, woman. Her name DK the Spitter. Uh, Antonio Wine. We got two features together. You know, uh, I'm always on the collab. You know, and is it organic or like? Yeah. How do you normally? Yeah. Yeah, I try to you, make it. Do you contact the manager or do you meet them like an everyday no. moving around? So like a couple of like uh so like I like I said, like I'm a student and like I try to use, you know, like my relationships to, you know, help me out. So I got the feature with YP mm-hmm. because my cousin knew him. And then uh Young Gifts also actually knew him as well. So I told both of them, I'm like, man, you know, I want to get YP on the song, but I don't think he's gonna respond to me. I'm like, I'm going to send y'all the song. Y'all let me know what y'all think and if it's worth sending it to him. 
So I sent them the song. They was like, oh, this y'all, I'm sending this one right now. You know what I'm saying? And then we end up yeah. meeting at the studio. And uh his his words was like, Man, I heard your verse and it like made me jump up. I was nodding off. And it, it kind of woke me up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So once I heard that, and he said the same thing that I said earlier, like you just need the right eyes on you. Like your style, the way you approach music is like you just need to be sane and you're out of here. And you don't need like any coaching, you good on stage, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. So it's big. Like, yeah, for sure. So like I'm like I said, I'm just I'm just I'm just a pair of eyeballs away, honestly. And where does this style come from? Uh, just me being me. A lot of my lyrics is like real life events, you know. And like it, it might sound far fetched, but like if you know me, like you know. So and I'm just gonna say that to say like uh, I got a song called mm-hmm. "Married the Money," and I said uh, bike parked in my living room, pop pussy like an inner tube, and so <laughs> on and so forth. And motherfuckers mm-hmm. was like, what? And I was like, so the story behind that that little segment, I have a dirt bike. It was popped in my, I mean, it was parked in my living room at the time. You know, and uh, I was having sex on the dirt bike and popped the inner tube. So, you know, when I told my dogs that story, they was like, they was looking like you, but, you know, it was like, wow. You know, like, you put that in the right, bro. Okay. Like, that's a good way to flip that, though. Yeah, for sure. So, like. Yeah, like that's the way I approach my music. It's like just hella authentic. You know what I'm saying? And if you know me, like, you know. That video will be raw. Yeah, it, 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 I actually shot a video to it too. Like, it's, it's, it's a nice video. Mm. Like, it's a nice video. I ain't do too much, but it's it's, it's nice for sure. It was shot in Atlanta by uh, Play by Play Films. Shout out to Is him. it out already? Or yeah, it's, it's on my YouTube. Out. It's on my YouTube. Okay. Just YouTube. Have back. So what's what's the name of that song for the just the audience? Uh, married to money, married to produced money. by Cam Beats. Cool. Got to get the producers they love too. No, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, I swear I got one more question. Just because Rod had brought up something um, that I, that I find interesting and I kind of want to know about is like, you know, networking in Chicago. Like you got your people around you. You know, your people from you know the next street over. But what is it like to network with other artists? Is it something that's easy? Is it easy to find shows to perform at and different venues and stuff like that? Or is it kind of just tough at this point in time it, it's tough but like you know like if there's a will there's a way so like i'm always on the instagram well on internet on the internet like i said hunting looking for people to collab with and sometimes i understand like i gotta go to people's shows and their events in order you know like to you know what i'm saying get the reciprocation and i'm like i hate to, i'm not sounding cocky but y'all like i swear y'all i just work so hard on my music you know what i'm saying like i really like hone in and try to perfect my sound. You know what I'm saying? So when I come off stage, like people coming up to me, like, or I'm coming up to people like, man, you dope. Like, let's, you know, swap Instagram or something like that, or it's vice versa. When I'm coming off stage, people like, you know what I'm saying? Then what I do is like, and I'm like, this is a tip for any artist out there. Like, you know, once I come off stage and like I done made my presence felt, I instantly look for the promoter. You know what I'm saying? Then, then I tell the promoter, like, look, I'm a part of a collective and we throw parties as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mind mixing my crowd with your crowd. Like, let's come together and do something. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that's how, you know, it worked out as well. Because like I said, my group, the, we, we built our name through the city off of throwing parties. Like, no one has ever, like, got hurt at our parties. It's never been a fight. It's never been, like, so much as an argument at one of our parties. Because we understand how, like, having a, how important having a safe environment is. Like, people got to feel comfortable in order to want to come outside. So we made that first. 
you know what I'm saying? And we stand, we stand on that. And like people love being, like I said, my reach in the in the world is actually bigger than on, on Instagram. And I'm, I'm like, I I'll take that any day. And that's a big tip because you know a lot of people are always looking for what they can get from people, and you get a lot more when you offer something first. When you can show, sure. like, this is what my value to you is. For sure, and that's how I build all my relationships. I let everybody know, like, look. I'm going to do my, not to sound, like I said, to be sound like an asshole, but I just want to get it understood. Like, we going to use each other mm -hmm. the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I offer. This is what I think you, you know what I'm saying? Or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the cards on the table, how can we do this together? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and even a lot of times when I collab with people on events, I'll let them take the event right so they can see the numbers first. You know what I'm saying? Just to try to build some type of trust. You know what I'm saying? Because I already know what my crowd's going to look like. No, that's real. That's real. But um, listen, man, thank you, Pat Banks, for coming through. We appreciate you for, you know, this great conversation that we had. Um, sure. So, yeah, we're going to post everything, you know, Hef Banks related in the description. You know, it's Instagram, his music and stuff like that. So definitely check out Hef Banks. Yes, sir. Uh, or the thank you guys early. so much. Absolutely. Uh, but this has been let's the leave the, oh, Let's ahead. leave the floor open to anything he want to say with his socials or anything oh, yeah, coming yeah. out. Now, the first thing I want to say was this was amazing, guys. Like, you know, uh, I appreciate y'all. Like, y'all really made, like, this is one of Most my definitely. favorite interviews off that, <laughs> just off the tweet, off the tweet section alone. Like, <laughs> dude, you guys got it. You know, and, like, I also, you know, like, I just peeped, like, you know, how you got, I, I, I kind of felt that you guys were, were paying attention. You know what I'm saying? And I really like the way you guys approached how you guys did everything. You know, I really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you guys can follow me on everything at Hef Banks. You know, I follow back, you know, just tap in with me. Hit like on a few of my pictures, you know. I dress well sometimes. <laughs> For you sure. Know, uh, Thank you. But Hef Banks, make sure you, it's, it's at Hef Banks, right? Yes, sir. H-E-F-F. At Hef Banks. Banks. B-A-N-K-S. Absolutely. This has been The Friends Podcast. And we out. Peace out. Peace. Peace. peace.